Hello, and thanks for joining us for the Education Doctor Radio Program. The Education Doctor Radio Show is your family source for educational excellence. Our program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. I am Dr. Pamela Ellis, Principal Consultant at Compass, where our mantra is Access, Thrive, Graduate. You can learn more about our firm at www.compasseducationstrategies.com. Thanks to all of my listeners who are joining today. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this program. If you're listening to a podcast of the program, I also want to thank you for joining in. For future show updates and ongoing relevant education news, you can join our Facebook community by searching for The Education Doctor, then clicking like. It's real easy, and you won't regret that you've done it. You can also find me on Twitter at The Education Doc. We are celebrating March Madness all this month, which is a fun time of year if you're a sports fan especially. And so on our program um, this month, our shows will feature sports-related topics. Our show is all about providing you with education news that you can use. So um, we will have featured shows that will really give you some good information in terms of sports and college recruiting. Uh, we have some great shows that we're that are coming up. And just to get us started um, for this month, we're going to talk about some of the more practical, foundational uh, information as far as athletic recruit, recruiting is, um, as far as athletic recruitment, I should say. Uh, so today on the show, I have Pamela Pick of Darien, Connecticut. She runs Pamela Pick Consulting and has done some amazing work with student athletes who are seeking to play in college. And prior to founding her own firm, Ms. Pick worked at Sports Illustrated Magazine, so she brings us a really well-rounded business viewpoint as well, which is great, especially as it relates to college recruiting. I was um, just talking with a coach and former college recruiter just a few weeks ago, and he mentioned how the college recruiting has a very strong business aspect to it, and so that's one of the reasons he's moved on to be a high school coach, but she just brings a wealth of knowledge, and we're just excited uh, to have her on the show. Before we get started, I want to make sure that our listeners have our number if they'd like to call in with a question. Our number is 714-333-3356, and if you've listened to the show before, uh, you probably recall that this is a point in the show where I say my favorite line every week, and I'm sure uh, maybe it's not as funny as it used to be. It's a little corny now, but I just love saying it anyway. Um, our switchboard is located in sunny Southern California, but I am broadcasting live from Dayton, Ohio. And so now, uh, in addition to our call-in number, which is 714-333-3356, you can also email us at radio at compasseducationstrategies.com. So please either call or email. It will be great um, to hear from you and get some different questions answered. So I will take a short break 
right there, and then we'll come back in a few seconds with our guest, Pamela Pick. Hold on. This is the Education Doctor Radio Show, brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. We are back now to talk with Pamela Pick of Pamela Pick Consulting in Darien, Connecticut. And I don't know about you, but I just feel like I need to slow down a little bit. I'm perhaps talking too fast because when I took that break, I felt a little bit winded. So, Miss Pick, are you on the line with us, Pam? Yes, I am. Okay. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Great. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, today. I know this is dinner time for you, as it is for me. Uh, No, not quite. (laughs) Well, thank you for asking me to join you. Yeah, great. Um, I just really appreciate you taking the time from your schedule to chat about this um, information. I know that a lot of families out there have questions in regard to the whole athletic recruiting process and how to go about doing it and when to get started. And so I I think that I know that you have done some work with students and can provide some really good information um, for us. I wanted to just start off a bit um, asking you about what are some of the common questions that you even get from families about athletic recruiting? Sure. Well, um, a lot of um, families and the uh, student athletes, you know, want to know what the best fit school for them and their sport is. And, uh, you know, there's so many different um, types of schools, and you can sort of start out by thinking what um, division you'd want to play your sport in. Um, there's division for the NCAA, there's divisions one, two, and three. And for those who don't already know this information, um, NCAA Division One is the most competitive um, in the sport. Uh, it's usually the bigger state schools like UCLA, University of Michigan, um, University of Virginia, um, all the the big rah rah schools, mm-hmm. and also the Ivy. Yep, and also the Ivy League schools, um, Harvard, Dartmouth, Cornell, etc., are in Division One. So um, so that's like the most demanding in terms of your sport. You'll be practicing year-round, even if you're not competing year-round. And during the season of your sport, let's say it's fall for field hockey or football, you know, you could be practicing three or four hours a day. So it's a huge commitment, and they select the, the top athletes. And there's also um, pretty significant athletic scholarships uh, involved at a Division One school, except for the Ivy League. They agreed a while ago that they would not give athletic scholarships to their student athletes. Really? Um, The Mm -hmm. Ivy League schools, yes. Uh Um, Guess a little more more emphasis on the academics and the merit scholarships. And, you know, you'll get financial aid if you're shown to need financial aid, but not as just as being an athlete. Uh, And then Division II are more um, medium-sized schools. Uh, They're known as being slightly less challenging academically. I don't know. I haven't worked with any Division II schools, but examples would include, um, I wrote some down, Florida Southern, UC San Diego, and Stonehill, which is a a small school in eastern Massachusetts. Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, lastly, Division III um, are most often smaller schools in Division I or two, and place slightly less emphasis on athletics as a whole compared to the philosophy of the school. 
Um, there are no athletic scholarships at all in Division three schools, um, but not to say that they take their athletics lightly. It's just a, it's a different flavor, um, if you will. So an example of a Division three school would be um, Gettysburg. Uh, I believe um, some of the smaller New England schools like Bates right. and um, Wesleyan. So you, as an athlete, as an athlete, it would be good to sort of visit a school in each division or talk to your high school coach to see what he or she thinks would be the best fit for you. But that's always a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Now, with the Division Two, do they offer athletic scholarships yes. as well, even yes. though they're Division- less academically competitive? Yes. Do they? Yes. They do. They, okay. They do. Division Three is the only division that does not offer scholarships, with the exception of uh, the Ivy League schools in Division One that I know of. I could, I could possibly be wrong, but that's kind of the rule of thumb um, from everything that I've been reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, now, one of the things that um, I get a question about is just kind of when do you get started with all of this? Um, right. Because it seems just as you know, some of the things academically start sooner um, mm-hmm. on the sports side. It also starts sooner. So, I mean, how yes. do you? even let a well, I think, know that you're interested. I mean, there is no definite um, definite time to get started because a lot of students don't mm-hmm. really develop their love for the sport or their prowess at the sport until maybe, you know, junior year or something. So it's hard to for, put pressure on a freshman to tell him he has to know that he, you know, wants to play football in college. It takes a while to develop mm-hmm. that. And, so it's it's never too early to start thinking about it, but in terms of really seriously um, putting yourself out there and and you know talking to coaches and being recruited, it's um, for the most part it's fine to wait until junior year. And I would wait till the, whatever season your sport is in. If it's football, then you would you know talk to coaches in the fall or have them come visit or make tapes or whatever. If it's something mm-hmm. like you know tennis, which is big in the spring, it's okay to wait until the spring of your junior year. Um, so I don't think you're really... testing? What about with testing? Um, do you ever recommend students perhaps take a test um, earlier just to kind of get a sense for, hey, my score is X, and I know oh, that this no, and this no, division I that I'm interested in is seeking... Yeah. This type of school. no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go early on the testing. That that all kind of comes mm-hmm. comes with the regular cycle of it. Because um, I think if you rush something like that, you're not apt to be as mature and to do as well. So I would follow whatever your guidance counselor, you know, what the protocol mm-hmm. is for taking the SATs or so forth. Because they're not. They're really not generally unless you're like, you know, Mark Sanchez or somebody. They're not likely to you know, make you an athletic offer until probably fall of your senior year. So by then you'll have a good amount of your grades and your test scores already taken mm-hmm. care of. Now, what um, about um, the coaches, your coach um, having communications with a particular college uh, on your behalf? Uh, Do you well, see much of that happening? Right. Yes. In fact, I think that's a really important, um, critical uh 
thing to do in terms of this whole process is to have your high school coach be your ally from the beginning and ask him or her what what they think about schools that would be a good fit for you if you're, you know, as far as your sport goes. Of course, they, you know, need to know sort of where you are academically too, I guess. But um, And then a lot of coaches are very well connected with college coaches. Some are, some aren't. But um, I think they can be helpful, and ultimately they probably will serve as a reference for you. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the athlete will have certain statistics and things that, you know, are on paper that are very um, objective, like here's mm-hmm. my you know, batting average in baseball or, or here's how many tennis matches I've won and that kind of thing. But in terms of um, – you know, what kind of a character reference you are and team player or things like that um, or how hard you work and how much you've improved and that kind of thing. Um, I think mm-hmm. a high school coach can be really, really helpful. And as mm-hmm. I said, so, some are pretty well connected. If they've been there a while, they know sort of the college the college deal. So that's a, always a good idea yeah. just to start that dialogue mm-hmm. sophomore, junior year, and probably junior year just because before that yeah. they're busy with the year ahead of you. So, mm-hmm. um, but that's a really good idea. Yeah. You know, I really want to go back and kind of push you a little bit about um, how early to start. And it's not that I'm necessarily promoting starting that much earlier, but a couple of uh, just points that I have, you know, I'd like to share in thinking about that is one, I was listening to a story on NPR. Uh, several weeks ago, it was on a Saturday, and this scout or recruiter, if you will, was talking about how they have started looking at students, and I think he focused on basketball. They have started mm-hmm. looking at students as early as seventh grade. Oh, really? And so by the time that students are in high school, they have mm-hmm. already, you know, been to their games and know their statistics and know things about that particular athlete long before um, they're starting in the application process. And then the uh, second point, you know, or, you know. I'm guessing that's a Division I uh, college recruiter. Yeah, it probably was. It probably was. Mm-hmm. And the other point I was going to mention was just, uh, probably, I guess it was during my visits in New Hampshire a few weeks ago, I was talking with a student athlete at a junior prep school, and he said mm-hmm. that he had found out about this prep school because a uh, selective high school had recommended that he attend a junior boarding school so that he could be better prepared academically to compete mm-hmm. in a sport for that school. And mm-hmm. that school is mm-hmm. almost like a feeder to Division I uh, mm-hmm. colleges. And so I right. thought, wow, that's pretty savvy in terms of – Yeah, uh, I, I mean – Go ahead. I think that's the exception more than the rule. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. have heard stories like that that the students I deal with are, you know, I not quite as competitive as that. But right. um, mm-hmm. there are some feeder. There are definitely feeder boarding schools in New England for hot for boys hockey. I know of that. Right. Um, and again, I would not. I would not be working with those students. But they're probably, you know, kind of channeled from an early age that this is really what their path what they would like their path to be. 
So, um, you know, I'm thinking, you know, some sports like men's hockey or basketball, you know, at the schools that really want to be the top, they'll, they would do probably do some scouting earlier, but I, you know, that's probably maybe 10% of all recruited athletes. I don't even know. It's, it's all over the place, but I, I wouldn't be worried that if you're not looked at when you're in seventh or eighth grade, that there's not going to be a spot for you. Okay. Because I really do think a lot of athletes. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to just take a quick break um, right there, especially if there's anyone who'd like to call in. Our number is 714-333-3356, or you can email us at radio at compasseducationstrategies.com. So let's just take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Pam Pick. So we're back now on the Education Doctor Radio Show, brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. I'm back now with my guest, Pamela Pick, and we're talking about athletic recruiting. I guess also one thing I want to say for my listeners is all of the uncanny similarities (laughs) that I have with my guest uh, today. (laughs) Both of us are named Pamela, which is one thing. Both of us went to Stanford, which is a second thing. So how uncanny is that? Pamela's from Stanford. We're both educational consultants, the third thing. And then the fourth thing, which is so uncanny, is that we both went to Tuck, to the Dartmouth, at Dartmouth. Isn't that just That's how totally we found each amazing. other. Yeah, we couldn't exactly. Believe it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, so here we are. One thing, um, let's talk about just some practical tips or strategies or just kind of ways for families to think about this. For let's say if someone is a sophomore, mm-hmm. what is there anything that a sophomore family uh, should be thinking about or maybe considering if they're interested in college sports? Would you say? Sure. Um, I think if uh, if I had a we're working with a sophomore student, I would tell them that this year I would just focus on being the best at your sport that you can be because sophomore year mm-hmm. is still pretty generally pretty young, and do the best that you can in school because no matter what, the school is also always going to look at your grades and your test scores. They're not going to just let you you know come right in as a basketball player or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but but start looking. Start thinking and start looking and, and talk to um, older um, classmates who are in your sport that are thinking about playing it in college and just do as much background research as you can. And you maybe visit a few schools and just, you know, keep very open-minded and very broad. And then um, I think the junior year is just the most important year in, in every respect of the college process, and, and that's when you would, um, you know, if you're looking at Division I, um, one thing you would need to do is um, register on ncaa.org, which is their official website, mm-hmm. and it's sort of a clearinghouse, and, and all athletes who want to play in Division One or Two, or if you're thinking about it, need to um, fill out some data on that website. I think it's just very basic basic um, data about, you know, your name and your school and, and what sport and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the end of junior year, start reaching out to some coaches and maybe um, 
or sometime during the junior year, let's say, make some visits and, and email some coaches of schools that you think you might be interested in and ask your high school coach for some help and maybe um, get an athletic resume together. That's another thing that um, seems to be very effective these days is sort of a one-page snapshot of your um, your experience in your sport and um, the, just the relevant statistics, like I said, whether it's batting average or, you know, tennis games won or mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, again, also they would want to know you need to put your, you know, some quick GPA and SAT score mm-hmm. stuff on your resume just just so really? they know what kind of student. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, just, you know, just quickly, not, you know, mm-hmm. just right it just as a fact of you know that's that's part of who you are and um mm-hmm. you know at some schools it'll be more important than others and um but it's just it's always something that they're going to ask you eventually so mm-hmm. um so i think junior year is a good time to really reach out to coaches um and then senior year is um sometimes junior year sometimes senior year a school may invite the athlete um to for an official visit which is an all expenses paid trip to the uh college it's um there's rules about it it can't be for more than 48 hours um you know this and that but it gives the student a chance to um go to some classes and meet the students on the team um and see what you know it's sort of a, a courtship to see if they like the school and it, showing that the coach is pretty interested in you if he'll use up a spot and spend some money to, to send you down. So you should always um, take advantage of that. And when do those trips usually occur? Is it during the spring um, of junior e- year? or it, uh, the, it, it would be either spring of junior year or fall of senior year. It, fall okay. is when the, the – fall is usually, again, depending on the sport, but the ones that I've worked with is when the – the whining and dining and recruiting takes place. So maybe a little bit over the summer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, you'd have the official visit when school's in session. So I guess it would be spring of yeah. junior year or fall of senior year. And that's well, usually know, when it starts you, narrowing mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Since you've mentioned about the whining and dining, I'd like you to touch on a little bit kind of the flip side of that where – you know, students may really get jazzed up about a particular college because a coach has shown so much interest in them. Mm-hmm. But when it gets around to the December debt, you know, time frame when for early mm-hmm. decision, or perhaps uh, in April, March, or April, when they're getting their letters back, they don't get accepted. Right. Well, um, hopefully that doesn't happen too often, but it does happen. And I, I, you know, I hear all the the bad stories. So um, I think the student and the student's family has to be very careful about um, when a coach is showing interest. They're really kind of keeping their options open, and um, you know, they may or may not be closely aligned with the admissions office, which always, no matter what, has the final say. A coach is not going to you know, just bring you to the school without running it through the admissions office. It it has to go through them. So, you know, as long as they're jumping up and down and they're on your side and your grades and your test scores go through admission, then you'll get the acceptance letter from the admission office. It would never be just, a, you know, an email or a handshake from the coach. It would um, always need to come from the admissions office. So you, the student has to keep all of his or her options open 
until that does come through. And it can be very nerve-wracking, um, and there can be some hurt feelings and, you know, some things that don't work out, but just, you know, always keep your options open as you as you would even if you were not an athlete until, you know, you get that really, you know, letter from the admissions office. Mm-hmm. Yep. So We have a question that was emailed in uh, mm-hmm. earlier that I'd like to share with you. This is from Sandra in Memphis, my hometown, so yay, oh, wow. Sandra. It says, uh, my son plays basketball as an eighth grader and wants to eventually play in a Division One college. We have been Great. thinking about AAU and other summer activities for him. Do you think that would help? If so, yes. what programs <laughs> might I consider? Um, well, a, a, I, I, my son played basketball just through middle school, but um, the AAU program is the best national um, program that's outside of his school program um, because it is a national program, and so it's you know widely recognized. And if and if the, your son's team goes far, they will eventually go to you know a national competition. So it's very. I happen to know that. I don't know about every single sport, but I know that that's a very well-regarded um, uh, program for young basketball players, and I would highly recommend it. I'm not even sure they have that going through high school, but it's you know as long as he's still in middle school, I would do it. And I know it costs a little bit of money, but I think it would definitely be worth it. It's very well-regarded. Yeah. yeah. I think that some of them are pretty lengthy programs as well, if I'm not mistaken. It seems that some of them go through the summer because I know in her question yes. she asked about summer things, and if she gets involved right. in AAU, that will be her summer activity. Um, yeah, some pretty of my much. Neighbors, yeah. yeah, some <laughs> of my neighbors are involved in baseball, and they go practically from spring Year to round. school mm-hmm. starts. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. right. Well, wow. it's a little bit of a statement about how intense things have gotten over the years that, you know, there's – Always a, a way to keep on your game, even out of season. But um, I, I do really feel um, I would always recommend the AAU program. Their coaches, I think, are usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what about books that um, families can perhaps uh, reference if they want to get more information? We're almost coming sure. to a close here. Are there any books that you Well, uh, there is one that um, I do have a, a skinny little guidebook, but it's been really helpful. It was recommended to me um, a long time ago, but the author is Wayne Mazzoni, M-A-Z-Z-O-N-I, and the book is called The Athletic Recruiting and Scholarship Guide for High School Athletes and Parents. And um, it's just a really good reference type thing. Um, to uh, I, I, It's been really helpful for me just to make sure I'm, you know, following up the rules and giving, giving students good advice um, on athletics. Okay, great. Well, this wraps up our show for today with Pamela Pick on athletic recruiting, the whole process. Um, I want to thank Pam for joining us on the Education Doctor Radio. Pam, do you want to share with them how our listeners could reach you if they want to connect with you later? Sure. Um, They can either go to my website, which is Pamela K. Pick, P-I-K, all one word, com and I have a um, contact me tab on that, or they can look at my Facebook page, which is Pamela K. Pick College Consulting, and um, if you 
or you could go to my website and click on like or whatever, and then you could always ask me a question uh, through that. So thank okay. you for having Great. me. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So we have some great shows coming up on the Education Doctor Radio. Next week we're actually going to be talking about golf and scholarships for golf, which should be a lot of fun. Um, If you want to stay in touch with us, please join our Facebook community. You can go to the Education Doctor and click Like. So the Education Doctor program is brought to you by Compass Education Strategies. You may visit our website at compasseducationstrategies.com. So thank you so much for joining us, and until we meet again, access, thrive, graduate.